Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome into Wake and Take. It's your boy Jason, and we have some football to talk about today. Admittedly, a slow news day, so we've only got a couple stories to break down, and then we are going to head over to the trusty playerprofiler.com, check out some dynasty values, look at the rankings that were just updated yesterday, find some opportunities for trades or just some nice opportunities to buy players, all that fun stuff. So why don't we just go ahead, sit back, relax, sip our coffee. And enjoy the show. Good morning, everyone, and welcome in. Glad to see you all on this fine morning as we break down some of the most recent news. The first story, and really the biggest story from yesterday, is the fact that Jonathan Taylor picked up a thumb injury during the game on Sunday and is undergoing surgery today. He is expected to miss two to three weeks per Jim Ursay. That is what he said about the timetable for his return. But if you check out SportsMD Analytics on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, that is kind of one of the guys that we've partnered with. His name is uh, Dr. Deepak Chona. Uh, he is a, is a you know a social media doctor, uh, you know, a doctor in real life, and and says that you know he finds this two to three week time timetable. Uh, a bit optimistic. He says a lot of times around this type of injury, you could see up to five weeks. So don't take Jim Ursay's word totally for it. This is definitely something that you're just going to have to monitor and check on the practice updates, which of course will give you, I would at least say, you know, he's definitely going to be out two weeks and probably three with Jim Ursay bouncing back in four weeks and avoiding the IR. But we'll just have to see what happens with it. Thumbs are very, very interesting and they vary from player to player to player. But either way, Jonathan Taylor out the next few weeks. Pretty disappointing as he had, you know, finally burst onto the scene, had a two-touchdown game last week, uh, and was really being the, the Jonathan Taylor that he was drafted to be, and now he's back out again. Which means, which means, ladies and gentlemen, it is Zach Moss season once again. Zach Moss was fantastic earlier in the year without Jonathan Taylor. He had a 20.7 game, a 22.5 game, and then a 9-point game, which is not the worst thing in the world. And even in Jonathan Taylor's first game back, Zach Moss still saw the bulk of the carries and scored 33 fantasy points. And then 17.9 in another game with Jonathan Taylor. And then last week with Jonathan Taylor, when, you know, when, when Jonathan Taylor picked up the injury, you know, they were both still active. And Zach Moss still scored himself seven fantasy points. Uh, actually, probably a bit more in PPR. He had 10 touches for 70 yards. So Zach Moss, easily someone you're going to throw into your lineup rest of season while Jonathan Taylor is out. And probably going to find yourself, you know... Uh, not necessarily league winning, but just in a really, really good footing. Zach Moss should be able to score you a ton of points like he was earlier this season. Looking like somebody you should trade for if you're contending. Uh, definitely, if he's still available in your league, pick him up. I doubt he is at this point. It would have been kind of a yesterday thing over the waivers. But, you know, if your waivers haven't processed, bid up a ton for some Zach Moss. You know, he's going to be valuable. So that is the update and the news around Jonathan Taylor. 
Justin Jefferson has officially been activated off IR, so he will be returning after the bye week in week 14. That'll be good to see. We still have that quarterback thing going on in Minnesota. I'm still of the belief that they'll probably still just roll with Joshua Dobbs. Uh, but if they lose a couple games, they could switch to Jaron Hall maybe just to see what he's got. But just, Justin Jefferson and whatever Vikings quarterback, both of them going to be really, really good uh, on the return of the bye week. Like I said yesterday, go ahead and pick up all the Vikings quarterbacks in your Superflex leagues just in case one of them gets announced the starter. Personally, I think it'll still be Josh Dobbs. But again, if they if they lose a couple and find themselves completely out of the playoff hunt, I could see them making a quarterback switch just for funsies. But either way, Justin Jefferson, officially activated, going to be back. If you want to send some trade offers for him, I do not blame you. Go ahead and send out some offers for him. Before he returns, it's possible still that you could get him at a discount. And even with Justin Jefferson, you don't even need a discount. Just the fact that you can acquire him in general is a discount enough. So still send out those offers until the return actually happens. Let's talk about this one. Speaking of injuries and everything, one of the biggest things that causes these injuries is turf. You know, the turf fields has been a controversy the past couple seasons. The NFL is finally taking a deep look at turf versus grass. They posted a job posting on their NFL hiring website. It is for the Senior Director of Field Research and Stadium Projects. The job description, the Senior Director of Field Research and Stadium Projects will lead and be on site for all neutral games to oversee all field-related planning and will liaison with member clubs to maintain high standards of excellence for field surfaces. This individual will lead all surface research, whether natural or synthetic, manage consultant experts, as well as direct engagement with manufacturers and other sports leagues. In addition, this individual will collaborate on internal processes and a bunch of other fun stuff. So basically, fancy way to say this Senior Director of Field Research and Stadium Projects will spend the next couple seasons identifying whether or not turf or natural grass is the way to go, and then they will be moving forward with that. So anyone listening looking for a career change, this was on the NFL job website, and it was a hefty payday. The salary started at 250 k So if you're looking for a nice job and you want to be one of the positive changes for the NFL, bringing back natural grass fields, then go apply to be the Senior Director of Field Research and Stadium Projects, as this should be a project that will benefit the league and hopefully cut down on some injuries and also just bring back, you know, natural grass. It's some nice stuff. We, we love playing on natural grass. We love smelling the natural grass. We like looking at the natural grass. So I hope that this uh, this job posting finds what we all hope and expect they will find. Next, we had a press conference yesterday with Panthers owner David Tepper. We talked about him a little bit yesterday. We talked about him a little bit on Monday. Just really this whole Panthers organization going through some changes as they're firing their coaching staffs. David Tepper finally set up a press conference to speak with the media. Here's weird about this. Here's what's weird about this. They did some uh, reserved seating. The, the entire first two or three rows were reserved for special reporters or whatever. But then it later came out that no one even showed up in those reserved seats. And the actual beat reporters for Carolina, uh, North Carolina specifically, were sent like four or five rows back. Like they couldn't be close to David Tepper. Whether that was a strategy to, you know, set them further apart from David Tepper or no one showed up to interview him, I don't know. But I thought that that was very interesting that there was a couple rows of empty seats at the front for this interview. Seems a little weird, seems a little planned, but it is what it is. Some things from that press conference that I felt were important to note. Uh, one, he said he's still totally confident in Bryce Young. Of course, he's going to say that, so don't read into it too much. You know, I, I still do think that he could turn it around. It's just a lot of things have to you know, go in the right direction for the Panthers. 
And then he also said that one of the reasons they fired Frank Reich was because uh, he had approached him to uh, implement more RPOs into the game plan. And Frank Reich said that it didn't fit his system. This is all alleged. Of course, this is hearsay from David Tepper. We haven't heard Frank Reich's side of the story regarding this. But I wouldn't really put it past Frank Reich. Again, we talk about it all the time. One of the best things a head coach can do is just do the right thing and not get stuck in their system. And that is something we have seen Frank Reich kind of do. He's been ruining quarterbacks the past few years, really stuck in his ways and not, you know, messing with an offense to fit the needs of his quarterback. And so Bryce Young, I think, could turn it around. I'm curious to see what this offense looks like this week. Um, We'll see, right? I guess the Buccaneers got a nice little divisional matchup. We've been seeing all the teams this year that fire their coach the next week win. Uh, the Steelers, the Raiders. So maybe the Panthers can come out and win this game. But either way, curious to see how Bryce Young looks. And also, of course, good to see that, you know, the organization still believes in Bryce Young. Now, of course they would, but still just good to hear it. Uh, And lastly, lastly, Deontay Johnson. We've talked about, you know, his kind of drama queen stuff. He was just standing there on the field, let a fumble roll right past him, uh, running backwards on plays getting in fights with teammates in the locker room, being a brat on social media. Well, Mike Tomlin did come out and talk about it. It wasn't a lot. He didn't say a ton, but this is what Mike Tomlin said. And he was asked about Jalen Warren's fumble. So the play where Deontay Johnson was just standing there, didn't block and let the fumble go right past him. Mike Tomlin said, we've got to take care of the ball. It is our desire. It's how we construct victory. So Jalen's got to do a better job there. But Deontay can't let the emotions of the previous down affect his next down. But I'll give him an opportunity to address that with you guys. I'll give him an opportunity to address that with his teammates. I'm not going to add any additional color. Again, Mike Tomlin, just a world-class head coach, not throwing Deontay Johnson under the bus. Of course, he shows that he's upset with him by saying that Deontay can't let the emotions get to him. But the fact that he's letting Deontay Johnson say what he needs to say, letting him address that with his own teammates, that's how it needs to start. It all needs to come from Deontay Johnson not Mike Tomlin. So just keep your eyes on how Deontay Johnson looks this week in gameplay. If he's still not giving any effort, then there's something seriously wrong with him and he will not be on the Steelers next season. I can't imagine Mike Tomlin will put up with that crap over an off season. So Deontay Johnson still being a drama queen, but head coach Mike Tomlin giving him an opportunity to go ahead and, you know, figure it out, work with his teammates, work with the media and say his piece. So that is all the news I have for you guys. Before we move on to check out Dynasty Rankings, here is a quick word from Battle. Oh, I see it every day online, every single day. Hey, that looks like a great fantasy team in an eight-team league. Oh, I wish I could be in a league with you, right? Well, guess what? Now you can respond with, sure, let's play on Battle. That's the beauty of this platform. This new Battle platform standardizes all position scoring. So you just load your team and you challenge your friend, your colleague, Twitter troll, and you can browse other teams and issue challenges. Battle is revolutionizing fantasy football. And with code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match plus a free $10. So even if you deposit 20 you get 50 Think about that. So go to Battle.com. The code is UNDERWORLD. Battle.com. The code is UNDERWORLD. Or click a link in the description. It's fun to be right. Yes, guys, Battle Fantasy is awesome. I just posted the link again for the Top Dog Dynasty Dog Fight. Uh, this is the challenge we have every single week now with me, Seth D. Wall, Matt Babich, and Maddie Kiwum. We import our Dynasty teams into Battle, 
and let you guys take us on for free. That link is rewards.playerprofiler.com slash top dash dog. Uh, it is just a cool little thing. It's free to play. And if you've entered, you know, every single week now and you feel like you've been doing well, the person who has the most points total by the end of the year, who's, you know, entered the most contests and all that fun stuff, not named Maddie, Maddie Kiwu, Matt Babich, Seth D. Wall, Jason Allwine, you'll get a free signed Saquon Barkley jersey. And who doesn't want a free signed Saquon Barkley jersey? I know George wants that as he traded Isaiah Pacheco for Saquon Barkley. So, George, go ahead and sign up for the Top Dog Dynasty dogfight using the link in the chat. Now, let's go ahead and check out some Dynasty rankings. Just kind of going through them. Again, there was not a lot of news today, so I thought this could be a fun way to kind of kill some time. Talk some stuff out with you guys as we look at these rankings. Let's do this preview. Yeah, it's a little bit bigger for you guys. I mean, you guys can't see my face. Let me take that away. Okay. So again, the dynasty rankings on playerprofiler.com did update yesterday. So good time to look at it. We did move Jamar Chase up to number one still. So he's still up there ahead of Justin Jefferson overall. And again, I did just want to point out that when you're on these rankings, you can check super flex. You can check tight end premium. I'm going to uncheck those. but And then you can also make it win now or rebuild, uh, depending on how your team looks. And it's just a really, really good way to put yourself in the shoes of all sorts of different values uh, and finding what kind of trades you need to make, what players might suit your team needs, and all that, that fun stuff. So make sure you are checking out the Player Profiler Dynasty rankings. It's some really, really good stuff. The team that puts this together, Evan, Dario, Podfather, Theo, Billy, uh, and others, you know, they, they work so hard on this. And there's some really, really great information. And, you know, it differs from a lot of other websites, too. So we'll start with quarterback. We'll start with quarterback here, and I am curious where C.J. Stroud has landed. So we now have him at number five. I think that's totally fair. We have C.J. Stroud right behind Lamar Jackson at number five. I would almost go so far to say is I would rather have C.J. Stroud over Lamar Jackson. And so if you are a Lamar Jackson owner, seeing this, you could probably go trade Lamar Jackson for C.J. Stroud plus. And I think that that would be a fantastic move, even with C.J. Stroud still being almost unattainable. I would love that kind of move. Lamar Jackson, while he's fantastic, CJ Stroud just seems to be on a whole nother level and is younger, of course, you know, a whole, a whole few seasons under his, under Lamar Jackson's belt, as opposed to, you know, CJ Stroud still just being a rookie. So that's a move I'd be looking to make when I see these rankings, some other fun ones. I do think Trevor Lawrence down at 10 is a bit low. So I think you, there's some opportunity here, especially if you want to use kind of the other pocket passing quarterbacks to tear down. Like if you want to use Patrick Mahomes, if you want to use Justin Herbert, if you want to use Joe Burrow, you can trade any of those guys and get Trevor Lawrence plus. And that plus is probably a really, really nice piece to take your team over the top. So I really like that one as well. Two at 11, Dak at 12, Brock Purdy at 13, Justin Fields at 14. Really this whole range, Trevor Lawrence, Tua, Dak, Brock Purdy, and Justin Fields, this whole range right here, I would say really every quarterback, one through like 14, is like a top 10 fantasy quarterback. I know obviously they can't all be top 10, but all of these players are really, really good. And there's not too much of a difference between a Patrick Mahomes at number three and a Brock Purdy even at number 13 based on fantasy points per game. So you can, I like tearing down at quarterback to any of these people, especially even Justin Fields, who was like top five earlier this season. So look at that. Sam Howell playing really well, but I, you know, I have some concerns about the long term. Deshaun Watson, same thing. Bryce Young, if you're super rebuilding, could be an interesting target, but I feel like he's accurately priced as things go right now. Jared Goff, 
always undervalued, always undervalued. If you want to go get Jared Goff, I will never, never be upset about that. Another quarterback that I feel you could tear down to and be happy about. Really none of the others, though, because uh, Kirk Cousins, he's getting up there in age. Will Levis is a little iffy. Russell Wilson just also kind of getting up there in age. Baker Mayfield, I just, eh, it's Baker. Jordan Love could be a really good opportunity here as well at 23. I am a believer in Jordan Love. I, I know he's had some uh, you know, easy matchups the last few weeks, but I really do think this is the beginning of a really long career for him. I really do think that the Packers have landed themselves in a situation where they have yet another quarterback who will be their franchise for multiple seasons and years to come. So him down at 23, even behind Baker Mayfield in Dynasty, I think is fantastic. If you can trade Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield for Jordan Love Plus, do it. Will Levis for Jordan Love Plus. That's an easy, easy one. So that's kind of some some values here. Daniel Jones down to 26. I mean, if you want to send out a third-round pick for him, he's definitely going to be the starter next year uh, based on how much money the Giants paid him. So he's fallen from grace in terms of value. Kenny Pickett's still really far down. I think that he'll still be the Steelers quarterback next season just because they're in the playoff race. They're not going to end up with a good enough draft pick to replace Kenny Pickett. So all the way down here at 29, there's some value to be had. And Desmond Ritter. This is more for an end-of-season push because I do think the Falcons will be in the quarterback market next season. But, I mean, you can get Desmond Ritter for free, and he will be the quarterback rest of year. He has the Konami code. He has really good weapons. Uh, and, and he's scoring in some certain formats. I mean, he put up 20-something in Scott Fishbowl last week. So I think Desmond Ritter, like if you could get him for a third, I think that's worth it as well, just for the end-of-season push. But otherwise, I think you've got to stay away from everyone. The Mac Jones experience is done. Jameis Winston just not giving a chance, even though he's deserving. Uh, Zach Wilson, done. Tommy DeVito, I mean, he's not going to be starting next year, but he's a fun story. Uh, some stashes. I do think Mike White's a good stash sam darnold's a good stash andy dalton if you have bryce young tyler huntley's always a good stash marcus mariota as the eagles keep winning and they maybe want to preserve jalen hurts marcus mariota could be someone to stash uh in super flex leagues in case they bench him and champion bench hurts in championship week i still believe in trey lance uh, i do think that he'd have an opportunity in dallas at some point uh so another good one and kyle trask as well uh maybe for this season but that's the quarterback market. I think that that's some, there's some good opportunity here. I do see a question here from All City. Would you trade Kyler Murray for Anthony Richardson plus? I would definitely do that. I think that that's a really good move to, to knock out, uh, especially if you're not contending this season. I would like getting Anthony Richardson plus for really anyone because we saw that he had top five upside when he was healthy. And I think he's going to be able to use this season to come back even better next year in terms of A, his play style, hopefully becoming a little less reckless but also just, you know, elevating his play and seeing what works at the NFL level. So let's go ahead and do that trade all city. Also, would you, would you give John Smith another chance this week? No, I wouldn't. It seems that they use this bye week to actually focus on the right players being Bijan Robinson, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, even Cordero Patterson was getting himself a lot of touches. So I would not be starting John Smith this week. Would you start Hollywood or Singletary over Puka or cup? Maybe Hollywood. And then, Brawman asks, I've got Dobbs and Fields on bye this week. Who's a good quarterback to pick up for this week? Probably Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, Gardner Minshew, one of those guys. Those are kind of the big streamers week to week. Let's look at these running backs, though. Let's look at the running backs. Who's running back one right now? We've got Bijan, Jameer Gibbs, Brees Hall as the top three. I love that. 
the rest of it, running back rankings are tough, guys, and this always changes. And this is why I say a lot of times when a player is at the top of their market, you've got to explore selling. Jonathan Taylor at four, I think that's going to change with the injury. This did update yesterday, but probably not necessarily with his injury news. I would definitely look to sell Jonathan Taylor. I would look to sell Christian McCaffrey at number five. I think that there's a lot of opportunity here, especially with Jonathan Taylor, or Christian McCaffrey in particular. I mean, you can get Alvin Kamara, you can get Saquon Barkley, you can get Eckler, you can get Jacobs, you get Derrick Henry plus. I love doing that with Christian McCaffrey, taking him for another win now running back and whatever else you can get thrown on top. I think Travis Etienne at number six, I think that he should honestly be number four, just given age and everything. But I guess he is the same age as Jonathan Taylor. It's just he has a little less tread on his tires. I think Travis Etienne should be valued a bit higher. But I don't, it's, I, I say, you know, sell at the top of the market for running backs, but I don't want to sell Bijan Gibbs or Brees Hall right now. I think all three of those running backs you need to hold on to. But I think these other running backs you could try to trade. Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey. See what you can get for Devon Achan all the way at RB7. I mean, if he's that valued that highly, I think you could get a lot. DeAndre Swift at RB8, I think that's a bit too high. Uh, Rashad White at 9. Running backs are tough as I'm looking at this. I think we might be valuing age a bit too much here at running back. I know we love the young guys uh, really across all positions. But when I'm seeing Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Austin Eckler, even Kenneth Walker down at RB12, I think that that's a bit too far. Tony Pollard at 16. We've got Derrick Henry at 27. Joe Mixon at 23. I mean, Derrick Henry should at least be ahead of Mixon. Um, but all James Conner at 33. All of these win-now running backs I think should just be valued a bit higher. All running backs, even the young ones like Bijan, like Gibbs, like Reese Hall, they only have a two, three, four-year shelf life anyway. So, I mean, just because they're older at the position, they're still performing well, still going to get you in these scenarios. I mean, I'd rather have Alvin Kamara over DeAndre Swift, right? And yet you could get Alvin Kamara plus for DeAndre Swift. And Alvin Kamara's not even that old. He's only 28. He's still got a couple more years left in him. So anyway, I think there's a lot of value to be had at running back. Isaiah Pacheco at number 17. Uh, you've got David Montgomery at 20. Zach Charbonnet is really high. I would be looking to sell Zach Charbonnet at RB25 right now. It looks like you could trade Zach Charbonnet for Derrick Henry. That's a move I would make. Zach Charbonnet for Roshan Plus. Remember to stay within markets. I think that that's a good point that I'm going to point out here. When you're trading players, it's fun to stay within the market. I mentioned with Christian McCaffrey. Take Christian McCaffrey for another win now running back plus. Talk about Zach Charbonnet now. Talk about taking Zach Charbonnet. For another rookie backup running back plus. I mentioned Roshan Johnson, but Ty J Spears is a good one. And there's a ton of other options as well. I mean, you can get Keaton Mitchell plus for Zach Charbonnet, and that's definitely a move I would be looking to make. So I think that's a fun one. Uh, Raheem Mostert at 35. You've just got to hold on to him if you have him. Uh, Alexander Madison at 42. Just got to hold. Antonio Gibson at 43. That's a good buy. I see Nick Chubb down here at 39. I think he'll be fine when he returns from injury. So go send out some offers for Nick Chubb. I'm not against it at all. He'll be 28, 29 next season. But still, we've seen running backs come back from ACL injuries and be just fine. Uh, namely, Adrian Peterson came back and had an MVP-level season the year after his injury. And Nick Chubb is just a really, really good athlete. I think he'll be fine. All the way down to RB39. So if you could take Kenneth Gainwell, Tyler Algier, Tuba Hubbard, any of those running backs, just one-for-one one swap for Nick Chubb, I'd do it going further down this list just to see if there's some really nice values i mean at this point we're just looking at some handcuffs here so elijah mitchell he's always going to be a good one because of the offense 
J.K. Dobbins at 49. I know it was an Achilles injury, uh, but, I mean, he's probably worth stashing in your IR um, all the way down there. Zeus White at 59, a good stash. Deuce Vaughn, eh, not anymore. I, yeah, there's not a lot of good. I mean, we all know the running back stash is at this point. Bad running back at 85, you know, that's – you just hold on to him or drop him. No one really – Cam Akers at 93. I think this could be interesting. You know, I'm a Cam Akers guy. If you could get – if he's available, I think he's definitely worth throwing in your IR. Um, I mean, that's really going to be – there's not too much there at the running back position. Let's check out the wide receivers now. Again, always going to find some opportunities here. I love this one. A.J. Brown for C.D. Land Plus. Do that 10 times out of 10. A.J. Brown for Amon Ross St. Brown Plus. Do that 10 times out of 10. Uh, A.J. Brown for Devontae Smith Plus. That's another move I would do 10 times out of 10. I think a lot of these other wide receivers, Jamar Chase accurate, Justin Jefferson accurate, C.D. Lamb I think should be number three again. Amon Ross St. Brown is fine. Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave at 6'7". I think that that's their ceiling, and I would not be upset set if you were exploring to sell either Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave I think you could get some really really good value for those guys you don't see much difference between say Jordan Addison's career arc and well maybe that was a bad example but Tank Dell Brandon Ayub, Zay Flowers Michael Pittman Stefan Diggs JSN T Higgins Drake London DK Metcalf DJ Moore Devontae Adams Keenan Allen Cooper Cup Debo Samuel Nico Collins all of those wide receivers Christian Watson George Pickens, all of those wide receivers have very, very potential uh, or very, very similar points per game type of production, very, very similar type of ceiling. I would trade Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave for any of those wide receivers plus because I think you could get a really, really nice plus for those guys. I like that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle are still close. I am not against taking Tyreek Hill and getting Jalen Waddle plus. I think that's a really fun move to make. I'm going to say sell Pukutakua at wide receiver 11. I'll say sell Jordan Addison at wide receiver 12. Brandon Ayuk, I think he's finding himself in really good company. Tank Dell, I think this is fine. Zay Flowers is probably fine. Michael Pittman still has some room to grow at number 16. I think he's a potential buy using him as a downgrading opportunity, but he's going to get you there. Uh, a, when Anthony Richardson returns, but even rest of season. And I mean, these, these win now. These win now wide receivers. Stefan Diggs. Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel. Uh, where's like DeAndre Hopkins is way down here. I mean, any of those guys, I think, are really, really good wide receivers to target and trace because wide receivers play forever. I mean, forever, forever. So just because they're 29, 30, they've still got three, four more seasons left in the tank, guys. So don't be afraid seeing that 30. I mean, Keenan Allen's not retiring at the end of the season, right? So, I mean, he's literally having the best year of his career right now at 31.6 so don't be afraid to take these win now wide receivers uh in trades in nice little packages i think it's a really really good move nico collins at 27 and tank dell at 14 i find that very interesting i really do think they should be a bit more neck and neck both of these guys have been producing fairly similarly all season with some weeks being nico collins some weeks being tank dell and i think this is just the beginning for both of them and so to see Tank Dell rank so much higher than Nico Collins, to me, presents a buying opportunity. Nico Collins, I think, has a bit more potential. I mean, he's going to stay in this range, but still, I think that he's someone that's not really going to lose value. Mike Evans is a really good buy now or win now wide receiver to target. Again, I talk about those in the wide receiver positions. I mean, he's got, I mean, another 1,000-yard season at 30 years old. 
he's still going to be there next year and probably have another thousand yard season. So I think a lot of wide receivers are worth buying. Some that are not worth buying, I would say just stay away from Amari Cooper, stay away from Terry McLaurin, stay away from Calvin Ridley, Jacoby Myers, Jahan Dotson, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Adam Thielen, Elijah Moore, Jonathan Mingo. I don't think he's really going to turn into anything. Quentin Johnston, just don't do it. He can, he still has way more further, way further to fall. Jalen Hyatt could be interesting, but I don't know. There's you know there's just some good wide receivers out there. Traylon Burks has fallen a ton. If you want to throw a third, fourth round pick out there for Traylon Burks, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Well, that's really going to be it for the wide receiver market. I don't think there's too much here to look at. Um, yeah, I do want to say this while I'm looking at John Mechie. The Panthers need to trade for John Mechie. That's what I'm going to say. I know they were looking for another wide receiver uh, on this team. John Mechie and Bryce Young played together in college, so I think that that could be a fun one. Just because, you know, they're not really utilizing him in Houston, I think the Panthers could use a guy like John Mechie. He could be like a one-for-one replacement for Adam Thielen. Uh, So if any Panthers uh, front office people are listening this morning, go trade for John Mechie. Let's move on to the tight end market as well. The last thing to look at in our dynasty rankings, Sam Laporta is tight end one right now. I disagree with it. I disagree with it. I understand why, but I really don't think he's worth it. So I'm going to sell Sam Laporta for TJ Hawkinson plus. I'm going to sell Sam Laporta for Dalton Kincaid plus. I'm going to sell Sam Laporta for Mark Andrews plus, Travis Kelsey plus, Kyle Pitts plus. Maybe not Travis Kelsey plus. He's talking about retiring right now. So maybe not. Uh, Kyle Pitts plus, Trey McBride plus for sure. Pat Fryermuth plus for sure. Dalton Schultz, David, and Joku plus. One thing I like to talk about with tight ends is the fact that I think the best thing to do with tight end is to either stay within your tier and try to get a little cherry on top or take Sam Laporta. Maybe not Sam Laporta. That's probably a bad example. But say you have Travis Kelsey and you're rebuilding and no one's really offering you a first for Travis Kelsey. So you've got to maybe make a move. What if you took Travis Kelsey, right? And you go all the way down here. Just take like Jelani Woods plus. Imagine what that plus could be. You're already rebuilding. So you get the cheapest tight end with potential you you can. And then you get like Jonu Smith and three seconds or something. Jonu Smith and a really good running back. Like, uh, I I don't know. Or Jelani Woods, I mean to say. But that's what I think that that's a really good strategy when it comes to the tight end market. You can tear down really far and end up with some good stuff. Like someone that I was doing earlier this season with, for example, I was trading tight ends for Trey McBride plus because Trey McBride was basically free and I felt he had some really good opportunity. And now Trey McBride has found himself all the way in the top 10. And so that is just some some stuff to kind of think about when you're, when you're moving tight end. I think that's the perfect time to tear all the way down and get a really nice plus on top. That's the best way to do it. Again, not really a fan of Sam Laporte at number one. I get it. But I think neck and neck, like in terms of career trajectory and everything, I really do like think that he's just going to be like TJ Hawkinson or Dalton Kincaid. Really, like I don't think he's worthy of the true number one right now. Uh, I know he's had some really good weeks and burst onto the scene really quickly. But I also think that this Detroit Lions offense is still establishing itself. And Sam Laporta's targets have gone down with the return of Jamison Williams. Um and Jameer Gibbs getting the pass catching work. And I mean, they'll probably bring in another wide receiver at some point as well. So I do think that Sam Laporta at number one, this is a time where you explore selling. I talk about the top of the market thing. You can't get higher than tight end one. 
So I think you can get some really, really nice stuff. Um, otherwise, I mean, you know, Michael Mayer at 14 is interesting. Uh, I, I, I don't mind it. I would definitely take Luke Musgrave and go for Michael Mayer plus. I think he has an interesting career trajectory given what he was in college and given that this Raiders team is still kind of finding their footing. I think he has some potential to get even better. David Njoku is just a total dog. Uh, he's fantastic at tight end 16. That's some value. Chig is interesting. If you could get him for a third, I would do that. Dawson Knox is going to be back. I think he's worth uh, at least throwing some offers out there for. I like Luke Schoonmaker as well. I think he has some potential maybe next season to establish himself in this offense. I mean, that's really going to be it too. I mean, like, uh, you know, at some point it just completely drops off at the tight end position. But if you could also, while I'm on here, start getting second and third round rookie picks as well for whatever it takes, that is where you can find some tight end values. That was Sam Laporta this year, Luke Musgrave, Michael Mayer, Dalton Kincaid. A lot of those guys were going in the second, third round in your rookie draft. So go ahead and start accumulating those picks to help yourself at that position. But hopefully we talked about some fun uh, trade ideas, some interesting opportunities when it comes to dynasty values. Um, and hopefully that'll help you guys, uh, you know, making some trades going forward. I see a few questions here and then I'm going to get you guys out of here. All right. Would you start Stroud or Hertz? Hertz. JT is out. Someone got Moss on waivers. You're stuck with Singletary and Dylan. You'll be fine. Uh, you'll be fine. Madison Warren Stevenson. Too many star questions. Let's not do start questions. Turn in Sunday. Tune in Sunday for a start stream if you want to, if you have uh, some start sick questions. Would you, another start sick question. I gave Eckler for Kamara and David Montgomery. Uh, did you win the trade? Yes. Congratulations. I would probably rather have Kamara himself over Eckler right now. He's younger and scoring more fantasy points. So give me Kamara over Eckler. And the fact you also got David Montgomery, great trade. Great trade for you. Um, can you use Dynasty Deluxe for PPR, non-Dynasty help? Uh, I'm trying to shop Waddle for Chase. Yes. Here, uh, in with Dynasty Deluxe, you get our redraft rankings as well. So what you'll do is where it says Dynasty, you'll just click Seasonal. Just click Seasonal um, for sure. Uh, you've gotten Judy cheap. You think he's worth an offer at a discounted price. Give him a second chance on a new team. I think that's possible. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to get for him. I would try a third, I guess. I don't think I'm in second round pick world when it comes to Jerry Judy anymore. I would almost rather just send a wide receiver with some potential as well. Maybe just another package or something, but that's a tough one. Is Frankie Louvu worth a third in a rebuild for IDP? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. You can find IDP help pretty frequently without having to give up a third round draft pick. I'm going to save that draft pick for either a rookie IDP or just someone in general, especially a third in IDP rookie drafts. A lot of times is really a second because some defensive players get picked and some offense falls a bit. So yeah, I would be, I would save that third round pick. Would you keep Kyron Williams in dynasty? That's a really good question. I'm going to go with yes. I think Kyron Williams has done more than enough to establish himself as the bell cow for this Rams offense. And the coaching staff seems to really like him. So if he's still playing this well, I don't see them really trying to replace him. They could maybe bring in someone else, but I, I really don't see why they would do it. They have holes in a lot of other points on this team that running back is someone that they don't really need to replace. So I think Kyron Williams is worth it in Dynasty as well, especially if you're contending. You get him for this season and then some. You traded Travis Kelsey for Nico Collins, Roshan Johnson, a mid-2024 first, and a 2024 second. I think that's a really good trade. I think that's a really good trade. I like Nico Collins a lot. I like those draft picks. 
I like Roshan a lot. Uh, so, uh, you know, it sucks trading Kelsey, but I think that one's fine. Uh, you traded Justin Jefferson for Jordan Addison, a, the 103, 101, and the 106. That's awesome. I think that was a really good move. It sounds like you've traded Justin Jefferson for, let's just say, Devontae Smith, right? With, with uh, like, Justin Jefferson is the A.J. Brown, Jordan Addison's the Devontae Smith. So you still got a really good wide receiver in Jordan Addison. And then you got the 101, which will be Caleb Williams or Marvin Harrison Jr. You got the 103, which if you do, you could also still be Marvin Harrison Jr. Then the 106, I mean, Malik Neighbors or whatever other rookie wide receiver is kind of establishing themselves right now or a quarterback if it falls to there. All three really, really good draft picks for you. So great trade. Great, great trade. Would you trade away Justin Jefferson in general? No, unless you get a really, really good haul. I think that you should wait. Um on trading Justin Jefferson, at least till he returns. But I think that in this case, Todd Miami got a really good return and you can move on from him. But anyway, thank you guys for asking questions. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with some more news and previewing Thursday night football. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Love spending my mornings with you guys. I hope you all have a wonderful Wednesday and a wonderful rest of your week. Have a good one. Peace.